1: which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training, by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati-area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Roth at RothConsulting.net. Or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth.
0: Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Phil Wiseman. Say hi to everyone, Phil.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Phil, let me introduce you by saying that I guess I've known you, Phil, for what, six or seven years now?
2: At least, Mike.
0: It's yeah.
2: been, been a, a while, yes.
0: Okay, and Phil currently serves as the Chief Operating Officer at Alliance Calibration. See, up in Sharonville. Oh, up in Sharonville, okay. Phil joined the Alliance in a sales capacity in 2008 after he sold his company, took over as Chief Operating Officer in uh, 2009. Alliance Calibration was selected by the Public Utilities Commission of the State of Ohio to provide technical expertise in the deployment of Smart Grid and – and review the work that has been done. Prior to working at Alliance, Phil was president of his own company called Chemical Treatment Solutions. Phil started Chemical Treatment Solutions in 1999, grew the company from zero client base to a major player in the industrial water treatment business, and eventually sold the, the company to someone who didn't need to buy it for more than Phil thought it was worth.
2: Yes, that was a good day in my life.
0: That was a good day. Okay. Phil has been a Sam, the President's Club member, and a black belt member for at least uh, six years and phil has been recognized by the uh, kentucky state department of education for his efforts to promote science education Phil phil has a bs degree in chemical physics from center college and holds numerous professional certifications phil pardon my ignorance where is center college
2: well center college is located in danville kentucky uh, liberal arts school with a long tradition. Some people call it the Harvard of the South. Great place, great uh, facilities, great professors, a lot of uh, nice personal face time. Okay, that's good. Phil, tell us a little bit more about how you got here. Well, Mike, first I'd like to say thank you. Don't say you got here in a car. <laughs> I really would like to say thank you for having me on your show. Uh, the guest list you mentioned is fantastic. It's an honor to be here. As you mentioned, I've been involved with the President's Club of Sandler, and quite frankly, it's it's been instrumental to a lot of my success. i learned a lot of great things. It certainly helped me in my uh, business that I ran privately. I've taken those skills over to the uh, calibration business, and uh, things are going very well there. Uh, The company has grown at a tremendous pace. Uh, We've gone from being a regional company. We now have business all over the United States. We've become a major player in the air-balancing market, and we're always looking for those new and better ways to get our message out.
0: Did you say air
2: balancing market? Yes. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. One thing that uh, I found quite fascinating is we've had two of our customers that are now employees at Alliance Calibration.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. They've liked
2: what they've seen at the company. They've come to me, asked for jobs. One of those individuals was an air balancer. Those are the guys that make sure enough air is blowing out of one vent and not too much out of another so that the room is comfortable and the doors don't slam and hit you in the hindquarters.
0: Ah, uh, air balancer as heating air conditioning
2: system. Yes.
0: Okay. I can imagine a juggler trying to balance air. <laughs> good for those air guitar players uh, you see every once in a while. Phil, tell us a little bit about how uh, you, you guys at Alliance Calibration go to market. It would seem to be kind of a, a mundane service calibration.
2: Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you asked that question because uh, when I talk about calibration, in fact, most people's eyes do roll in the back of their head because it's technical jargon. But what we found was that even though we've been in the Cincinnati area for a very long time, not a lot of people. Which means how long? Over 20 years. Wow. Uh, people did not know where we were, did not know what we did, and so I kind of made it a mission in my life. I want to get the word out about Alliance Calibration The staff is fantastic. The technical expertise is fantastic. The service is fantastic. How do I preach that message? But what is it that you calibrate? That's a great question. A lot of people sit and go, well, what needs calibration? Good example. Uh, I like to use this story. My father had back surgery. And unfortunately, one of the screws came out of one of the plates, and he had to have a second surgery. So one of the things that we do at Alliance Calibration is we calibrate those devices that make sure that that thread fits properly so that you don't need that second surgery. So it's very important. Uh, So the screw just uh, was loose inside of his body? Didn't meet the tolerance, so the surgeon had to go back in and remove and replace it. Wow, what a problem that is. Who picked up the tab for that? Uh, Our tax dollars. My father is a senior citizen, so we got to pay for that one, Mike. Gee, it seems like
0: uh, malpractice or product liability. That's a shame.
2: Is, that, is he okay now? He, he's he's doing fine. I'm glad you asked. Good,
0: good. Uh, how do you go to – do
2: you have salespeople at Alliance Calibration? Well, I'm actively involved in sales. Um, that's been my background for a long time. And we approach business a little differently. We actually have marketing and sales combined. Uh, we try to have everyone on board with enough knowledge to answer a few questions to guide the potential customer in the right direction. And then it gets real technical, and that's when we have the technical staff take over. But, yes, we do have some sales folks on board.
0: Good. And you said you combine marketing and sales. Why do you think that's the right way to go?
2: That's a very interesting question. A lot of people split the two apart and don't see the correlation. The problem is we live in a different society now. Uh, Instead of making the phone call or walking in the back of the plant to get to see people, folks are looking for information looking for companies, looking to do business with one mouse click. Mm -hmm. And so what we have done is we talk to our field staff, the people in the front office that talk to customers on a daily basis. What is it people are asking? What do they need to hear? And so then we... Marketing materials such as the emailers, Facebook, Twitter, uh, SlideShare, LinkedIn, and we put the message out there. And surprisingly, folks that have never responded to an email or a phone call might see something on LinkedIn. In fact, two weeks ago, I got a phone call from a gentleman, and that's exactly why he called us. He saw something I put on LinkedIn. Oh, that's that's good. So you are using social media over there at Alliance. Absolutely.
0: Good. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. As you uh, look into the marketplace, do you see a market? Do you see possibility, or do you see the marketplace getting invariably tougher?
2: I see limitless possibilities. A catchphrase I use is "failure to adapt leads to extinction." And what happens with a lot of businesses? They don't see the market changing. They don't see new opportunities. Just like the fellow that had the buggy whip. Some people are going, a buggy whip? What is he talking about? Exactly. You may make the best buggy whip in the world, but if nobody needs them, you're not going to sell many of them. Right. So yep. you have to adapt, see what's going on in the marketplace, and have those offerings. Mm-hmm. Do you see any obstacles in Alliance's uh, path? Our biggest obstacle is getting the word out. Uh, we compete against national, actually international firms that spend millions and millions of dollars a year on their marketing, with their sales force, with their promotions, these types of things. So we don't have a million-dollar budget for marketing. So we have to be much more effective and really focus on those groups and those media that get our message across to the folks we need to reach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you compete with large international companies for most projects? Absolutely. People like who? Oh, these would be companies like Danaher, which is a major holding company now that owns 20 different brands of calibration instruments and also offers in-house calibration. So the names you see on some of the equipment out in these plants, they offer their own calibration service. And, of course, they try to tie the deal in to use them, buy their products, send it back to them. And so th- we have big competition in that area.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And what lines of equipment do you calibrate? It's a wide variety. Everything from multimeters, most folks might be familiar with that. You see them at the car dealerships. Torque wrenches, for example. Uh, Some more exotic things, coordinate measuring machines, which have the ability to take a three-dimensional measurement of devices. We also do inspection work. Say you have a prototype device, and you need it verified by an independent third party that it meets all those specifications. We have the capability to do that. So it's a, a wide array If it's anything that measures anything, we most likely can calibrate it.
0: Wow. So uh, how many
2: square feet is your plant? Right now, we're about 6,000 square feet. We really need to be in about 10,000 square feet. So we actually have been looking for about six months. We have some very specific requirements due to vibration. So it's a picky choice to find that location.
0: So you don't want to be next to the railroad tracks, huh?
2: That can be a problem, Mike. But you're measuring vibration, Okay.
0: Phil, what we're going to do is take a a short commercial break in here. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring business owners and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler sales training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Now we have our first caller, Candace. Do you have a question for Phil?
3: Yes, I do. Um I work at a company that has several technicians, and each one has multimeters, clamp meters, and other electronics. What I've been doing is sending these items back to the manufacturer. And what I'd like to know is if it's cheaper and quicker to send items back to the manufacturer for calibration.
2: Thanks, Candace. Phil, can you uh, handle that? Candace, thanks for the question. That's a great question. We're, we're asked that frequently because a lot of folks think that, hey, if I send it back to the manufacturer, that's all they do, they'll get it back to me as quick as possible. What we have found in our experience is that, in fact, nobody in the industry offers a five-day business turnaround like we do at Alliance Calibration. And because of that, those instruments are back in your technician's hands, generating revenue, whereas sending them to the manufacturer often takes three to four weeks. That answered answer the question for you, Candace?
0: Yes,
3: yeah, thank you so much.
0: Thanks for calling in. Phil, it was an interesting
2: question. What's a clamp-on meter? It sounds like it looks. It's a clamp that you can put over something that's producing a current, and it it can measure that current.
0: Oh, I think I've seen electricians with something. Exactly, yes. As opposed to a plug-in meter, we actually have to actually touch the contacts. Okay, Phil, why don't you tell the audience what you guys are doing in the area of social media? I know that's one of your favorite topics these days.
2: It is, Mike, and and the reason being is as a smaller company trying to make a national impact, we look for the most effective way to get our message out and the most cost-effective way. And what we have found is that the various social media has gotten so specific into the little niches of what types of groups, what people are looking for uh, with your LinkedIn, even Facebook. Uh, We hired a professional firm to come up with a brand for us. We didn't have a brand Didn't know what a brand was, so we have created a brand. Our Facebook page shows that brand. Um, A lot of folks will say, well, you know, I don't use Facebook. The fact is millions and millions of people use Facebook daily, and because of that, we felt a real need to get our message out on Facebook, for example.
0: So uh, Alliance
2: has a Facebook page. Yes, we do. Uh, Do you encourage your employees to have Facebook pages that are business-oriented? In fact... I like my employees to check in every day at work so that their friends can know where they're working and their friends will know 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 and and therefore I can reach thousands of people a day with a mouse click.
0: Good. And uh, what is uh, your position relative to LinkedIn?
2: I personally have a LinkedIn page and I found LinkedIn very useful. In fact, um, there's a gentleman that called me two weeks ago that saw one of my posts on LinkedIn, and called me, which is very unusual because this gentleman would never return my phone call, had some very specific questions, I answered them, and now he's a customer. I couldn't reach him any other way.
0: So LinkedIn allows a business-to-business uh, communications, uh, which is better, faster, and maybe more inclusive.
2: Yes, it's an interesting environment we live in, We now do business in a very impersonal environment, but we have to do it in a very personal way. So it's important what you post, how you post it. And quite frankly, I've seen some businesses overuse this media, and what happens is their message gets ignored because it's not relevant. It's not informative. It's not beneficial to their potential new customer.
0: Okay. And I'd like to introduce you to Tom Manning. And a marketing event that is going to be offering here in Cincinnati this spring. This is Mike Roth with Tom Manning. We're talking about your marketing and sales boot camp that you're going to be running in April and May. Uh, and the name of the program is? It's called Engage 2013. Engage 2013. And you're going to be running it in Columbus and in Cincinnati. Correct. It's going to be Tuesday mornings for six weeks
4: in Columbus and Wednesday mornings for six weeks in Cincinnati.
0: Okay, and if a company sends their CEO, the CEO comes and he's bringing a chief marketing officer, what would they be getting by attending your program?
4: Well, the first thing we try to do is we try to get the company to develop a story. Figure out what their key messages are, what the value proposition is, and come up with their company's story. From that, we can actually look at all your marketing materials to be sure they're telling the same story. All your marketing and sales materials. So does your website match your brochures, match your email campaign, and all of your branding? Does it tell the same message? Okay.
0: Does it really have to match? It really
4: does, because what it does is it creates a consistency in the eyes of the end customer or the end user of your products and services. We're talking
0: about user or prospect here. Well, it depends
4: what your industry is. If you're B2C, it's going to be your customers, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be what your customer sees with your company. Right. If you have different messages, you're actually causing customer confusion. If you're B2B, it's going to be you and other businesses, and you're going to be trying to capture market share. And so are you consistent as to what your message is and how you define yourself in the marketplace?
0: Mm-hmm. And why should someone attend?
4: So what we'll do is we're going to, over the course of six weeks, we're going to help you um, define your your key messages and your company's story, and then from that, we're going to help you develop a marketing strategy and a sales strategy and perhaps a social media strategy that helps coordinate all of that.
0: So people will be consistent at the end.
4: Correct. We're going to actually look at everything from your logo and your corporate identity. Does it match that key messages? your website, are the messages on your website consistent, your brochure, your sales presentations, your PowerPoint presentations, your proposal system, your email campaign, your trade show.
0: And naturally, your selling system. And, of course, your selling system as well. Tom, if someone is interested in finding out more, either speaking to you or speaking to you personally, how should they do that?
4: There's two ways. One, you could go to marketleaders.us. That's the website for Engage 2013. You can learn all about the sessions there and the speakers and the time frame and, and uh, registration. Or you can call me directly if you have any questions that aren't answered there, and you can reach me at 614-622-1047.
0: Thanks, Tom. In future weeks, we'll be hearing more from Tom about the Engaged Marketing and Sales 2013. So, Phil, we have a, a second caller, Devin. Uh, can you hear us, Devin? Yes. Go ahead. Why don't you ask Phil your question?
3: Um, I just took over as a quality manager at uh, the company I'm at, and like most people in this position, uh, I have a huge gauging system that is unorganized, kind of walked into it, and I wear multiple hats in my position. Um, I currently use around five vendors and maintain my own uh, calibration database. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed is there anything you could do to make it easier for me to manage this system and to take care of all of my current duties so I can stop wearing some of these extra hats?
2: Devin, that's an excellent question, and the problem you're facing is very common. These days, there's many responsibilities put on people, and it seems overwhelming, and people are fearful that something might fall through the cracks. One thing that we've implemented at Alliance. Is what we call our e-tracking system. Puts everything online at the click of a mouse. You know exactly where your gauges are, what's done to them, if they're in calibration, when they need calibration. We take it one step further. We don't want you to have headaches. We want you to be able to go home and sleep at night. We'll tell you when those are ready for calibration. We'll send people out to calibrate them. So all you have to do is just click the mouse and go, it's done. Devin, do you have any other questions?
3: You can take care of basically all of my calibrations um, and kind of get rid of my five extra vendors, so I can only go through one person.
2: Absolutely, we do that on a regular basis, and people are very surprised at the offerings we have because we are a local company, but we have offerings that exceed some of the national manufacturers. So, Devin,
0: what kind of gauges do you have that are calibrated? One of the, these five?
3: Well. I have a wide variety of hand tools that are out on the floor for my uh, technicians and my operators and as also I have uh uh some electronic equipment, multimeters, items like that.
0: Okay, use five vendors now.
3: Yes, yeah, a lot of the things we actually send to the manufacturer itself um takes uh, probably about a 3-4 week turnaround time. And uh, kind of interested in what I hear from Alliance of uh, a quicker turnaround time.
2: Good. Hey, thanks for calling in, Devin. Phil, you, you want to answer, Devin? Devin, appreciate the call, and we do offer a standard five business day turnaround. We do offer rush service, so we can take care of those needs for you. So take that headache away from you. All hey, right. Thanks
1: for calling to you, Devin. Phil.
0: Uh, What makes your company, Alliance, different than other people, the five other vendors that uh,
2: Devin was talking about? I'm glad you asked that question, Mike. Uh, Some of the training I received from being in the President's Club, one motto that stuck in my mind is whatever the competition is doing, do the exact opposite. And what we have found is the competition takes their customers for granted. Nothing is more frustrating than to call a company get some canned voice, press this button, that button. You can't talk to a human being. You leave a voicemail. You wait for an answer. When you call Alliance, a real human being answers the phone. And if you call us after hours, it connects to my cell phone. So we try to put the personal touch back in business. We try to take the headaches away. The last two callers mentioned their frustration, their headaches. We take those problems away. We manage it for our customers so they can go on and do other duties.
0: So how does a company know that a that a gauge or a, a hand tool needs to be calibrated?
2: That's an excellent question, Mike, and a lot of people get confused in this area because they're not sure what to do. That's the advantage of a company like Alliance. We read the latest international standards from the American Society of Mechanical Engineers and all these technical people, and we know what should be done, how it should be done, so that we can provide them the calibration that meets all the standards, particularly People that are in the aircraft business or supplying the aircraft industry or automotive or medical, there's very, very um, strict rules and guidelines of things that need to be done, and it's hard for them to manage. Yeah, but you're out you're out there in a
0: factory, and you're depending on the gauges that you have, how do you know when it's time to, to recalibrate
2: them? Do you That's, wait for defects to start showing up? If you wait for defects to show up, you won't be in business much longer, Mike. What we do is we actually have a very unique system where we put a quadrant reader. It looks like a barcode, except it's that little box with the squigglies in it. And that contains all the information. You can even put your smartphone over it. It tells you when it's due for calibration or if it's in calibration. Run that by me again, Phil. It's called a quadrant reader. That's You've quiet. seen them on the back of vans and trucks. You know, see us on Facebook. You hold your smartphone up to that quadrant, and it'll take you to a link on a website. You mean a QR code? QR code, yeah.
0: Okay. So now QR I learned
2: code. what QR means, quadrant yeah. reader. And what's fascinating about that, that can hold millions of bits of information, much more information than a barcode.
0: So you hold your smartphone
2: over the QR code on the piece of equipment that you're questioning the calibration. And it'll tell you when it was calibrated and when it's due, And we go a step further. We'll even tell you the name of that piece of equipment, and we'll even tell you the technician that did the calibration for you. And the beauty of this is we are so far ahead of the curve in this area, we've been doing this for over five years. Some companies still don't offer this service.
0: So actually, the first time a piece of equipment gets sent in for calibration, you're going to add a barcode to it. A QR
2: code. QR code, yes. And the reason we use a QR code is some equipment has curves. It may be a rounded device. You can't read a barcode around a corner, but you can read a QR code around a corner. Uh, that's,
0: that's an interesting uh, differential. Um, what do you see as, uh, Phil, the possibilities uh, for a company like Alliance in the marketplace? Where do you go from here?
2: You know, that's an excellent question. We sit and talk with our staff. We have weekly staff meetings, and unlike some companies, we don't go top-down. We have our decisions driven from the field, what's going on in the marketplace. The possibilities are almost limitless because as technology evolves, just think about your computer. Look at the cost of a monitor. Um, They keep going down, down in price, quicker, quicker, quicker. So we're always looking for those new markets. We just recently started offering sound level meter calibration, a new market for us. We find a big need for this in the construction industry due to safety. So there's always a new market if you're on the media and looking at what's happening in the trends.
0: Okay. I was thinking when you said sound meters, you might be talking about rock concerts around
2: this summer. Well, you might want to check some of those.
0: Uh, Yeah, some of them are so loud, Phil, they... I I wish I would have taken my noise-canceling headphones. Not a bad idea, Mike. Not at all. You know, uh, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, one of my clients and I went to the Indianapolis 500, and I wasn't smart enough to take my noise-canceling headsets. I was just amazed at the the level of noise and the number of people in in the grandstands that were wearing really fancy noise-canceling headsets.
2: Yes, I can see particularly at uh, those loud volumes where that would be very useful.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, difficult to talk to one another without sign language. We're going to take a uh, another short break here. We're going to listen to a, a Sandler Rule. I think we're going to listen to Sandler Rule number 15.
5: Hi, I'm Rich Isaac from Sandler Training, and I'm here to talk about rule number 15, the best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see. Now, let's start by talking about the fact that that rule should not be taken literally. Of course, there's an appropriate time to talk about your products, your services, your solutions, your prices. What happens is that most salespeople simply talk about it too soon. The prospective client will say things to them like, show me what you have, tell me what you can do. And the salesperson, eager to show their credibility and to show their product knowledge, will go into presentation mode. And there's two problems with that. Number one, it's too early to make a presentation because the salesperson isn't knowledgeable enough about the particular situation the prospective client is facing. And second of all, it comes off like a sales pitch. And if there's one thing that prospective clients can't stand, it's someone making a pitch at them trying to convince them is there a better way a better way to show your knowledge and build credibility with the prospective client actually there are two ways first is you can learn to ask better questions more insightful questions and second you can learn to tell stories meaningful stories that the prospective client will be able to relate to let me give you an example let's assume that I sell software to help companies run their warehouses more effectively I might say Sam is the vice president of operations I'm wondering if you ever run into these issues. A lot of people tell me that they have a real balancing act between reducing their inventory expense and still being able to handle just-in-time delivery. It's really challenging for them. Others tell me that they have a difficult time getting their staffs to follow the procedures in their warehouse as exactly and effectively as they could. Now, before I go on, I'm wondering if you can relate to either of those two things. Now, what did I just accomplish? Through simply telling a story and asking a simple question, I was able to show my credibility, show my knowledge, show my understanding of their business. In essence, I presented information in such a way that they got those things without me coming off like a salesperson making a pitch. Remember, if you want to really be the most credible professional salesperson, learn to tell better stories and ask better questions. Remember, if you get good at both of those things, the best presentation you ever give is the one the prospect will never see.
0: This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Phil Wiseman. Uh, Phil, I think we forgot to do this a little earlier. Why don't you tell the folks who are listening how they can uh, get a hold of you after the show?
2: Appreciate that, Mike. Um, You can certainly go to our webpage, www.alliancecalibration.com, or you can call our office at 513-769-1200. They can patch you immediately through to my cell phone if I'm out in the field. Also, since we're talking about social media... You can look up Alliance Calibration on YouTube. You can also type in Alliance Calibration on Facebook. Uh, You can also type in Alliance Calibration on Google. And what you'll find uh, is we're on the first page of Google. And we have some kind of parody videos on some technical subjects that we've made light of on our YouTube channel. And those that are in the calibration industry will certainly get a chuckle out of them.
0: So how many uh, comedy YouTube videos do you have out there?
2: We started with our first one last week. We had a discussion in the office. Uh, One of the ladies was working with a customer to bring the calibrations back in that were due, and they were making excuses, and finally they said, you know, you're right, I just need to get this done, send somebody out here, I I can't put this off any longer. And so we kind of made a parody of that whole phone conversation, and I'll let folks watch that video and um, let me know what you think about it.
0: Okay, so we should look on YouTube for Alliance Calibration. Alliance
2: Calibration, we have our own channel on YouTube, Oh, how many videos do you have out there now? Right now, we just have a, a technical video and this parody, and we'll be adding to that weekly. Okay, I think the best parody videos
0: that I've seen are the uh, Does It uh, Blend videos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love the one where the guy put an iPhone into his blender. <laughs> I think that could be a problem and maybe not be covered under Apple Care.
0: And perhaps the calibration <laughs> of the blender might be off.
2: Might have to send that one back for repair, yes.
0: More than repair. Don't let me fall off the chair here laughing at that. Uh, Phil, in, the, in, in our business, we've kind of taken the position that simple solutions to complex problems are usually and invariably wrong. Uh and, therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need to come up with a complex solution. Maybe you can share with our audience a complex problem that you encountered over there at Alliance, and you employed it, deployed a complex solution for it, and maybe a, a solution in a format that other people could apply that type of solution in their worlds.
2: That's a great question, a great scenario, Mike. As a matter of fact, we recently did this for a customer. There are major a manufacturer of parts for the aerospace industry. And like so many companies, they're consolidating plants. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, as these plants consolidated, now they have all these instruments, the gauges. They, quite frankly, were overwhelmed. So they came to us and said, we, we don't know what to do. We can't keep up. We can't get these cataloged. We we can't even get them into our system. So that's a very complex problem because, Here's something that wasn't in their system, it's from a different plant, has different type of serial numbers, uh, different identification system. They needed it consolidated into one system. They needed uh, calibration certificates provided by another vendor brought into our system. And so what we did is I said down to the customer, I said, look, we will take care of this for you. We will send our staff in. We'll get these certificates from other vendors. We'll scan them into our system so you'll have a record of them in the event of an audit. We'll set the calibration schedules up properly so that when they come due again, they'll be in your system. We did all that. It's available online to this customer. What they were fearing as a months-long process, we took care of in days. Now, the vaccine, from our perspective, yes, a lot of people with very highly technical skills made this happen, but from where the customer sat, it looked like a simple solution. But what's interesting is there's no one that I'm aware of even on a national level, that's willing to provide that type of service. Most folks want the easy kill, and I appreciate that, because the complex problems require a complex solution, and people are willing to pay just a little bit extra from time to time for a service that no one else is willing to offer if it can generate them revenue in the long run. Right. And uh, the client that you did that complex conversion of uh,
0: serial numbers Uh, Was that located here in the greater Cincinnati area?
2: Yes. This particular customer is in northern Kentucky, but we've done the same thing for an account we took over approximately a year ago in um, northern Indiana, a large automotive parts manufacturer that had various different systems that didn't talk to each other. We brought it in-house. They now have one system, point and click, and they're good to go. And our philosophy is we need to take your headaches away, make it easy for you to do business with us. Okay. How many uh,
0: regular customers approximately do you have there in Alliance?
2: that will send equipment in on a regular schedule basis for calibration. That's an interesting question. I looked at that number just the other day because, quite honestly, Mike, we have three or four new customers every week from our social media, from the website, and I was kind of curious where we have grown to. And running the numbers, it's it's quite interesting. Uh, We have multiple contacts, of course, within companies and divisions. And sometimes, uh, particularly some of the large local companies here in town, operate cost centers within their own manufacturing facilities. And the latest count I have is over 850. And those are customers all the way from Washington State to Arizona to right here in Cincinnati, northern Kentucky, Dayton area. Okay. And when you look at your installed base of
0: customers uh can you give us a a rough breakdown you know how how many are mechanical how many are electronic you know cuz i think there's a really big difference between and even i understand the importance of calibrating a torque wrench in an automotive or manufacturing uh facility uh isn't an electronic meter going to be calibrated successfully for life from the original manufacturer?
2: That's an interesting question and interesting perspective.
0: Especially since many of these devices are now digital with LED readout.
2: That's an interesting observation. And let me share something with you that I've learned, Mike. A lot of folks think that because there's a battery in there, it has a digital readout. That means it's good forever. In the calibration world, we... Compare that to an accepted international standard. And you may not know that your device has had a malfunction. Circuit boards have malfunctions. There could be a solder break loose. And if you don't have that instrument calibrated, you would never know. Not a big deal unless you're, say, uh, using a digital torque wrench on a Maserati and you overtorque it and break a head bolt off in the engine. Then that might be a big problem.
0: That would be a really quite serious. Uh, I wasn't thinking about that, but, you know, a uh, multimeter or an amp meter.
2: You know, if they're digital from the factory and they're calibrated there at the factory, why would they, they go bad? Those instruments are taken out in the field, and we do a lot of work in the power industry, those that provide service to uh, power lines, electronics, things of this nature. And it's extremely important that those instruments be accurate, because in some situations it could be a life and death situation if that gauge were inaccurate. A few extra amps might be enough to change it from a shock to a death. Wow, that's important. I didn't think
0: think about it from a life and death perspective. Uh, have you have you guys ever been involved in in, in one a situation like that where? A, a meter or device was improperly calibrated
2: and caused the death? I don't know of any specific instances. I know there are, through social media, you hear of these things. We've had no personal experience with that, thank goodness. Um, But that is always a, a serious risk that is posed to people when they use these devices to check something that they're going to go work on. It's very important they're calibrated regularly, very important that they're calibrated to international standards, to the proper units. It's very important to know when you go in to do something, whether it be electronics or we do a lot of work in the medical field, uh, if you want that stent or shunt put in your heart, you want to know that it's going to work properly and it's the right diameter. So these sorts of things are very important. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: In the marketplace today, in the marketplace today, uh, what do you think your prospects your, and your customers are looking for most?
2: Everybody is overwhelmed with so many responsibilities these days. Everybody's wearing five or six hats. It's the adage of do more, get paid the same. And what we have found is when we can come in and offer a total management program, the one caller said five or six different vendors, um, that's a lot to manage. We can take care of all that in-house. We have a broad capability Makes it simpler for the customer. People have too much stress in their life; they need the stress taken away from them, and that's what we try to provide.
0: Good, Phil. Uh, let me ask you uh, one other question here—a uh, little off the off the subject we were running down, but tangentially—has uh, Alliance seen much growth in the last year or two?
2: Oh, we've had phenomenal growth for the last three years, and the big reason for that. As we have been looking at the market and listening to our customers, a lot of that growth has come from vendor consolidation. A lot of our customers didn't know that we could also calibrate flow meters or that we had the capability for pressure gauges and all these add-on type services. So once we got the word out, a lot of growth came there. As we looked at new markets that we hadn't thought about, our technicians would go out in the field and the customers say, I'm sending this to XYZ Company. Why not send it to Alliance? Mm.
0: Uh, is Alliance looking for new
2: employees now? We are always looking for talented people. It's a very unique work environment, highly energetic, a very positive environment, very cooperative, and quite frankly, a little bit on the cutting edge. So if you're looking for the humdrum routine, we're really not a match or fit for you.
0: So those people who are dynamic and and looking, can they find the job opportunities on your website?
2: Any email you send to Alliance Calibration from the website comes straight to me, and I promise you I will talk to you.
0: Great, Phil. Let's take another short commercial break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year, by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513 753 9400, extension 102. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Finding power and reinforcement is what it's all about. Today, I want to tell you about the ways that our clients have found to fix their companies and lives. Earn more money. I'm not for everyone. I'm expensive, tough, abrasive and not politically correct. But if you want to have great financial results, we need to talk. Albert Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. If you're serious, dedicated to getting better, and want to earn more money by selling more to balance your budget, we need to talk. Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Tell me your toughest business problems. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-753-9400, extension 102, on the web at RothConsulting.net. What we're going to be talking about now is a little bit more about social media and some of the things that you've done. So on SEO, or search engine optimization, we had a company owner from Search Engine Experts, On here Ken Saunders a couple of weeks ago are you outsourcing that search engine optimization for generic search or are you doing that in-house
2: we're using a combination we actually know our limitations so we hired a professional web designer worked on the search engine optimization but what people need to be aware of is Google is now going to a more organic search so they're looking for all those backlinks so when you have a YouTube channel that references your website when you have a SlideShare page that references your website, when you have a Facebook page that references your website, uh, when your Twitter references your website, all these backlinks can move you up higher. Uh, matter of fact, we did a little experiment in the office before I came over today. I uh, worked with uh, some of our staff. We spent about an hour. And now if you type calibration in, Google, and you're in the, anywhere in the Cincinnati area, we'll be on the first page. And that's not a pay-per-click ad. A search engine optimization. you pure generic. Yes. Okay. And on the pay-per-click side, Google AdWords, are you a user of them? Yes, we are. We actually contracted with a local firm to design our ads and target the market. And we launched a campaign last week. Uh, we've been very happy with that because it also has a retargeting campaign. So those ads that come up to... Retargeting? What does that mean? So you click our ad or you see our ad... Well, next time you're looking for a product or service, wouldn't it be nice if my name could be in your face again? And that's what retargeting does. It allows that you to be up on the page again, maybe over in the right-hand column where there's nine or ten pay-per-click ads. That gives that top-of-mind awareness. We had a customer call a new customer call last week, and I asked him, how would you hear about us? He goes, you know, I don't know. But we had that credibility because, obviously, the pay-per-click ad, the retargeting, all the social media, we were there in his mind subconsciously. So round numbers, how much are you paying for
0: uh, pay-per-click on a monthly basis, if you can't share that one, oh, Oh,
2: I, I, that's why I love pay-per-click. You set your dollar limit. Mm-hmm. We currently have set our limit at 500 a month. Um, once you get to the 500 no more clicks, no more pays. That's the beauty, whether you be a large business or a small business, you can set the dollar limit. And also, if your ad is not working for you, set a low dollar limit, retune that ad until you find one that works, and then increase the dollar limit. Hmm.
0: So who did you say you were using for this
2: uh,
0: campaign management on pay-per-click?
2: Locally, we use Send Social Media. And they offer a service that you can click once, and it posts to all your social media They've been very helpful with graphics. Maybe maybe you ought to spell that because it's a
0: funny word. Is that S-E-N?
2: S-E-N-D, social, S-O-C-I-A-L, media, M-E-D-I-A dot com.
0: And that's a website or is there like a human being there you talk to? They
2: have several human beings. I've met them face to face. When I call them, they talk to me. And I am not a techie when it comes to all this Internet stuff. I tell them what I want. They give me what I want, and it works.
0: So, what kind of return on investment do you figure you're getting from working with
2: them? It's at least a hundred to one. It's it's the most effective marketing dollars we've ever spent.
0: So, in other words, you spend five hundred a month, you're thinking you're getting fifty thousand back in. That's a hundred to one.
2: We've just started the paper clicks.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So,
2: but I, I do feel that the return on the paper clicks will probably be in that arena in six to seven months as the retargeting works, just through the money we've spent with them. On managing um, Facebook and Twitter and all these types of avenues, like I said, we see three to four new customers a week. Gee, you have to have the, their CEO give me a buzz. Maybe we'll put him up on
0: or her up on the uh, radio show.
2: That's a great idea, Mike. I'll, I'll give you his name as soon as the uh, program's over.
0: Sure, we have some openings in uh, October and November. Uh, how did you happen to pick these guys? Because there, it just seems like there's a ton of companies out there promising. Blue Sky, or Vaporware, of (laughs) course, for the Internet.
2: In this particular case, there happened to be a personal connection. I was actually uh, with one of my friends one night. We were just chatting. His buddy was there. I said, what do you do? And he explained to me this is what I do. And I was like, hey, I've been looking for you. And so then I looked at their website, some of their social media to see what their product looked like. And I was like, this is what I need because I don't have that expertise I knew the message I needed to preach I just didn't know how to go about it and he's pointed me to we now have Alliance Calibration has a YouTube channel we have a Facebook page we have a SlideShare. we have a Tumblr we have a Flickr we have wait, all these accounts wait, 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 wait a minute wait.
0: <laughs> a Tumblr is like a glass you usually put adult beverages in
2: you certainly could do that but this happens to be a website and what does that one do? It's a combination of a blog and photos, and a lot of people say, why do you go to these ones that aren't as well-known? Well, Mike, I've been around a while, and if I said the word AOL.com in chat room, most of the younger audience would be sitting there going, huh? What is he talking about?
0: Are they still in business?
2: (laughs) I don't even know. So today, Facebook is the big thing. You know, it's interesting. Google now handles over 83% of the searches that are performed on the internet, the biggest player. They maybe had 40% of the market uh, five years ago. So things constantly evolve. So we look to see what's out there. We go ahead and make our presence known. And you never know what the next Facebook will be. Nothing's forever.
0: So have you uh, used this uh, Pinterest?
2: Yeah, Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Why? We have some really... Unique things we calibrate that you could not describe verbally, but a picture paints a thousand words. So we actually take pictures of some of the things we calibrate, we put them into Pinterest, then that goes and puts it on our Facebook page, and people can actually see what it is we do. So some people don't know exactly what Pinterest is. I did not until about three months ago. And tell our audience? You hear these things, so-and-so just pinned this picture. Pinterest is a site. You can use it for family pictures or any type of media you want to share. You pin it to a board just like you would be thumbtacking a picture to a board. This just does it in the virtual world. You can have pictures of whatever you want. Of course, they have to meet the decency standards. And then you can share those on your Facebook. You can share them through all types of social media. So it's a good visual way to explain what you do.
0: And... When you're using the YouTube channel, uh, are you
2: internally producing these videos? Yes, we are. There's a very neat program that I recently became aware of called Extra Normal. I love how all these sites have these crazy names. Um, For a modest fee for service, if you want to get fancy and have multiple characters, or for free, you can do a two-character video. They have stock voices and stock characters, And actually, that's what makes it quite humorous. And you produce the video, you download a high quality, and then can upload it anywhere you want.
0: So these are cartoon characters?
2: Absolutely.
0: And you're having cartoon characters say words for Alliance.
2: Yes, we are. And our next campaign, and we have a lady at the office working on it now, Captain Calibration will be our next cartoon.
0: Captain Calibration. So, my audience, you've now got a advance on Captain Calibration. We expect to publish him next week. Okay. And Captain Calibration is going to do what? I hate to ask.
2: Once again, uh, calibration is a technical subject. People don't need buzzwords. They don't like all the jargon. So, we'll break down some simple, make it simple, some of the complex processes we do involved in calibration. The ongoing theme will be Vendor consolidation, uh, management of records, uh, just a cute little thing so you can look at it and go, oh, that's what they do. Because if I gave you all the geek speak, buzzwords, technical terms, everybody's eyes would roll. But a nice cartoon figure, Captain Calibration, you might listen to him.
0: And how long are these uh, cartoons?
2: Most people's attention spans are slightly longer than mine, so we try to limit them to a minute and a half.
0: Minute and a half. Uh, now, the company that provides these cartoons, again, was?
2: The website's called Extra Normal. It's a free website. You get two characters at no charge and a video a month, I believe. But you can also purchase from them a professional package where you can have multiple characters and multiple voices and etc.
0: So, So what about the uh costume that Captain Calibration wears.
2: Luckily for us, they have stock superhero figures.
0: Wow. I'm going to have to think about getting a Captain Sales. (laughs) Captain Roth Sales.
2: This is the thing I love about all the social media, Mike. All these tools are available and some are sitting out there going, you know, this doesn't apply to my business. I don't know what this is. I don't use it. But once again, let me stress, millions of people daily are on the Internet watching videos, looking at Facebook, going on LinkedIn, all these different social media. Google Plus now has 180 million users. It was discarded even a year ago. Oh, it'll be nothing. So things evolve, things change. People use this. It's a great way to get your message out there.
0: So do you think adults, engineers, plant engineers, your prospects will actually be watching a YouTube
2: channel of Captain Calibration? It's possible. You never know, so why not take the opportunity? The customers that we have that have seen the video literally have rolled on the floor laughing because they have said to me, I've made those same excuses.
0: I see. So you're hoping that you have a real big hit. Can you take this, uh, what did you call it?
2: No, extra Normal? Extra Normal is the name of the website. The video and then post it in YouTube? Not only is it posted in our YouTube channel, Alliance Calibration, we own that name. On our Facebook page, Alliance Calibration, we own that name. It's also posted um, on LinkedIn. In our, we, it's With this social media, I do one and click. I tell it where I want it to go. I click the mouse. It posted on all the sites for me. Big time saver.
0: One and click. What is that?
2: I point to... Is that a program or is that a website? Or no, that... that's just my terminology for the ability to tell it where I want it to post. These things are all available on the Internet now. You don't have to sit and manage 100 sites. You can click once and post to five or six sites.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's kind of like uh, our posting on this show where I only have to hit one button and I can tell everyone that's following me on Twitter, Facebook, or Blog Talk Radio our show is available. Phil, what are some some of your last thoughts uh, or ideas that you'd like to give to our listeners uh, before we have to go?
2: I, I think the biggest thing facing any company these days is how do you get your message out? You need to look at all the avenues available. Most of these social media are available at no charge. So it's minimal investment. Time is an investment. And make sure... Message that people don't want to hear don't overpost. don't put things irrelevant you've got one click to grab people's attention make your message relevant make it informational make it something people need and want
0: phil uh, i want to thank you for appearing on the show today and you know appreciation for doing that i'm going to give you a copy of sandler's newest book the 11 sandler insights this has made it to number one on amazon.com on april 27th and uh the number one position, I believe, on the Wall Street Journal list as well. And, uh, Phil, thanks again for appearing here with us today.
2: Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. Absolutely. Scott, take it away.
1: Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.